It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. to get us underway here. Charlton with uh, five of the next seven games here at the Valley. You just get the feeling that uh, it's pivotal and key to how we do for the rest of the season. And we are underway here at the Valley, but immediately going down to Charlton, right? Corner on the far side, Shinny goes across to take it. Will he look for Stockley? Partnership has been so rewarding. And it is Stockley and it is the goal. And it is that partnership that gives Charlton the lead. Nine minutes gone, Charlton won it up. But there was warning signs early in this game when Stockley hit the bar of the header. But this time, makes no mistake. It's a good ball in from Shinny. And as you say, it's a partnership brewing between those two. Every one of Stockley's goals being assisted by Andrew Shinny. It's a lovely corner. Burton will certainly be asking questions of their defence. Absolutely delivery from Shinny. Stockley totally free in the end. A powerful header, too powerful for Garrett. Charlton have the lead. Goes to Smith, he's got some space and time. Smith crosses towards the far post. Fondal with the header. Burton Albion on the level. Far too easy in the end. Smith down the line with the throat. Cross into the penalty area. It's a high one. Fondle, it was with the header. His first start for the club. Difficult to know where the problems came there, whether it's uh, allowing Smith to just run across the mid middle of the pitch unfettered. And then while he's over on that uh, Charlton right hand side, allowing him to just uh, have the freedom of that right hand side to get his cross in. And once the ball's hanging, hanging up like that, Fondle out into both Torrington. Oshelaja really got to the ball before. Oshelaja, Perrington couldn't uh, block him off. Once he got there, there's no way he was missing that. Towards Fondot, it's a lovely header towards Rowe. Control, glides past Matthews, he's got Aikens behind him. Matthews does well to get back, but Rowe can turn. Now he's got space ahead of him, Rowe. He thinks about a shot, does go for it. It's a deflection and it's looped over Ben Amos. With a spectacular effort, just a glancing deflection off Ben Watson and looped over Amos, who couldn't keep it out. Burn Albion had the lead. <laughs> you, you just can't sum up the uh, the luck of that. I mean, admittedly, caught out on this near side. Could uh, uh, again point the fingers at letting the player go too far. Row with the ball, and he shot. Might have even come off the hand. 
the Charlton man and just looped over Ben Amos, who had no chance with it whatsoever. And Ike does get his head to it. Martin trying to flick it onto Stockley, but he gets that wrong. Brayford gets it away. Prattley with the header in field, and that is the final whistle. And welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendes. We'll be looking back at that hugely disappointing home defeat against Burton Albion on Tuesday evening. And of course, ahead to Saturday's home game with Blackpool uh, on this evening's big match preview. Joining me uh, to do that first up, Mr. Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lou? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. S- surviving. Just about, yeah, just about after Tuesday. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't the best viewing, was it? <laughs> we grim. try not to talk about it too much. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you say that, but the first half of the show is entirely dedicated to dissecting that. Uh, Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, someone who was uh, at the front of the queue to, to join us for this uh, week's pod as well, Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Yeah, you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, looking forward to Saturday. Another chance to... I mean, where better place to start that run than at home to Blackpool on Saturday? Exactly right. Yeah, uh, the uh, the run's got to start sometime, hasn't it? So people yeah. keep telling us. Yeah, well, it's it's, near, it's around the corner. It's around the corner. Uh, so yeah, let's. I mean, we're going to hear from Lee Bayer in a minute, of course. But I mean, let's look back at that game on Tuesday first. Then, so you know, bottom bottom of the table. Not anymore, thanks to us. But 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 an Albion come to the valley. Um, you know, and things started so well. We we were dominant. Jaden Stockley hit the crossbar in the first few minutes. Uh, headed home uh, a corner kick ten on ten minutes. You know his fourth goal for us, which is you know nice to see a lone striker scoring goals, which you don't often see. Um, but then you know Burton played their way back into it, equalised sort of half an hour into the first half, scored early in the second half, bit of a, of a freak goal, but they you know they they all count. Uh, and then we just couldn't, we just never really looked like getting back into it, Lewis. It was I mean it's just sort of summed up our our season at the moment particularly at the valley you know we've done bits and pieces okay then tailed off quite quite alarmingly yeah it's um it's worrying i mean it's it's out of character for us for our home form to be so poor i mean whether you can say that the fans not being there is a factor i imagine it does play some kind of role but i mean the performances just haven't been good enough have they and i mean we started really well tuesday as you say Really impressed with Stockley, you know, hit the bar really early on. Lively start, um, even Deji, you know, getting involved. He whipped in a, a really good ball as well for that. And I was thinking, all right, okay, so we're playing a bit of a different system and it looked like we were, you know, sort of going all out. And I was impressed with the opening stages. And we go one up early on, which is, you know, something we've been sort of dying for recently. We haven't really got the early goal. Um, it was something that Curbs and, and Scott Minto were talking about before the game on Valley Pass, that if we can get that first goal and just... and you know, try and try and push on from there. It'd be interesting to see how we react, and and sadly, it, it went the wrong way again. And yeah, all in all, it was a it was a really disappointing performance. I didn't think in the second half, especially, we looked like we were going to get back into it. I always give us a chance at home to get back into games, especially with a deficit uh, of just a goal, especially against a side uh, near the bottom of the table. Um, and sadly, as the as the half withered on, it looked less and less likely that we'd be able to claw ourselves back into the game and obviously the the sucker punch of that second goal seemed to be another sort of 
long distance fluky effort going against us. I think there was someone put a stat out, didn't they, about the amount of goals scored against us from outside the box, and it's it's staggering. But we need to pick ourselves up pretty quickly. Um, I think we've got quite a few midweek fixtures in a row now, so the games are coming thick and fast. And we've said a lot about trying to pick a run up, but um, at the moment it's hard to see when that run's going to start. And I mean, let's hope it's Saturday, but at the moment, um, something's just just not clicking, and it's a, it'll be a real concern for for Lee Boyer. Yeah, um, Tom. I mean, it's so alarming, isn't it? That 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 performance after after Burton got back into the game, and the way it just seemed to sap the confidence out of our side. You know, they 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 started so well. That was that was the thing that was that was sort of hard to compute. You know, how they can go from from playing so well at the start of the game. Uh, for the first twenty minutes or so, oh, you know, getting that getting that goal could have had another one or two, uh, and then and then falling away like they did. I mean, you know, it, I, I've spoken a lot about you know over the last few weeks about you know the 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 parts of our performances that you take take some some joy from, um, and I get I guess you could therefore argue that twenty minutes of that on on, on Tuesday you will. But the, the thing that's really concerned me is against Fleetwood. We never looked like scoring after ten minutes, and against against Burton, we didn't really look like scoring after twenty minutes. Whereas that's, you know, that that's starting to tail off now. Our, our opportunities to score goals seem to be few and far between. Um, and yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I've I've now joined Tom Wallin in the the, the playoffs uh, off the table club, and it's not a fun club to be in. Do you not think? I don't mind it to be honest, because I, I said on on Saturday's game I was a bit bored, um, but. Look, I didn't enjoy Tuesdays, obviously, because we lost. But it's a lot easier to kind of not get wound up about the games when you've made your peace with the fact that we're not going up, um, which I have done. So, yes, I was I was just as disappointed as everybody else in the performance. But I kind of wasn't as as angry as, and obviously social media is what it is, but I wasn't as angry as some people were after the game because... I kind of expected it. Um, you know, going into the game, did I think we would lose to Burton? P- possibly not. But when we went 2-1 down, I was pretty certain we wouldn't get back into it because I can't think of many examples this season where we've proven we can come from a goal behind and win games. So, yeah, uh, look, I'd rather be in, in a, a positive camp of thinking we could go up and I'd rather the team were giving me reason to believe that. It doesn't give me any pleasure to for the team to put out performances to prove a theory that, that isn't, promotion but you look at those performances and and there's more and more people saying you know every every game that goes past that we're we're not consistent enough to go up and I think what's kind of frustrating everybody and confusing everybody and making everybody so annoyed at the moment is when you put this squad on paper where the game isn't played they are a good squad of players you look through that list and there's a lot of good quality players there but it goes back to what I said at the weekend or, or Thursday show that that lack of identity in the team and that lack of knowing what sort of a team it is it is where the big problem is. Um, and until that gets sorted, we're we're not going to be able to win games. And the I suppose the most concerning thing at the uh, on Tuesday night, if if I am going to look at, at issues, is what you just said there that when we concede a goal, the confidence levels just drop and. I mean, I don't know when it was that they scored, but we when that happened, we just resorted to just lumping it long to Stockley immediately. That was our go-to tactic. It happened at the weekend that, you know, we tried passing it around the back. That didn't work. So we just started lumping it long. Uh, and obviously the wind played a part then. But 
there's no obvious plan A, I would suggest, and there's certainly not a plan B. So when we concede a goal, it just looks like we're the easiest team in the in the league to play against, and proved it again on Tuesday night, unfortunately. And that's why I'm I'm in the camp I am, where I just think we we haven't got enough in us to stay up at the moment. Uh, sorry, not to stay up to to go up. Yeah, not not quite got to those depths yet, but hey, there's still a, a lot of football to be played. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I looked at the league table after you know. I'll, I'll just look at the results. I mean, after we beat Rochdale about three weeks ago, I, I remember thinking, yeah, we still we still got a chance here. And we beat, got beat by Gillingham and, and wasn't quite ready to write it off. But obviously, that did uh, part part of that deal of me not quite writing us off just yet did did include us actually picking up some points <laughs> over the next few games, which we haven't done. So now we're, we're, we're sitting five points outside the, the playoff games. We've got 16 games left to go. We're on, was it 44 points, I think it is? Um, and yeah, 44. So if we win 10 of those 16 games, that would put us on to 74 points, which might sneak you into the playoffs if you're lucky. So we'd have to win minimum 10. And we, and we don't look like winning one at the moment, Lewis. That's, that, that's the problem. The way we've played over the last three or four games... We we have we, we don't come close to to picking up. We you know Gillingham. Sure, we we created some chances. Um, you know until Chooks went off. Um, but Fleetwood and and Burton, we certainly didn't create chances, and we concede sloppy goals again. So it's uh yeah that I'm, just mathematically now, I, I it would take one hell of a turnaround. And unfortunately, uh, I think uh, I, I think my uh my, my hope that that could happen completely drained out of me on on Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. I totally agree. I think, as Tom says, there with the consistency, we we lack it incredibly. And there have been a few times, sort of over the last month or so, where there's been a few false dawns where I thought that maybe that would trigger something. You know, you only got to look a month ago. We had MK away. We take a one nil win, get a clean sheet after you know a couple of rocky performances and conceding quite a few goals. You think, okay, clean sheet that'll do the defence a world of good bit of confidence, three points on the board, you then go on and you lose 3-1 to Portsmouth. Then we had the 2-0 win at Rochdale and you think, okay, here we go. You lose 3-2 at home to Gillingham. We got a point last weekend and you think, oh, something to build on. You go and lose at home to Burton. There's, it's so, we're so yo-yo at the moment. Like it's just, it's not, uh, there's no real consistency and, and it's hard to see where we're going to get that from at the moment because as you say there, like with, with the, the amount of games we have left to play, and you say, what, we're on 44 points, sitting five off of the playoffs. Doncaster sat in sixth at the moment with three games in hand. That's not to say that games in hand is an advantage because we've seen that it, it can't, it isn't always the case. Um, we had it ourselves. We had games in hand over everybody and, and we, we didn't take advantage of that and we are where we are. And, and as you say, to win the volume of games that I think and you think that we'd need to to get into that top six, I think it's totally unrealistic and I just can't see it at the moment because I can't see where we're going to strike up that, um, you know, the actual sort of continuity and, and try and draw out these results because at the moment, I mean, teams are coming to the Valley and I think, okay, this could be our chance and, and we, we blow it. I mean, Burton on Tuesday, the first five minutes, as I say, I was thinking, oh, here we go. Like this, this could be it, a real boost and I win at home after something, I can't remember how many games it is, it's quite a few, but we look at it now and, and we, we lose it. And that's, you know, Burton Albion, bottom of the table, done the double over us this season. And it's 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 weird. It's hard to judge because, I mean, I, Tom, I think, has hit it on the head with the, you know, it, it is kind of, it's one thing to accept that we're not going to go up um, because we haven't been good enough over a long, 
a longer period of time, not just the last few weeks. And we haven't been consistent enough. And this you know, this goes back to sort of November. And you do have to remember how with the state that the club was in at the start of the season um, and our expectations then compared to now may have changed ever so slightly because of new ownership or whatever. But ultimately, I think at the start of the season, we all kind of, you know, surrendered to the fact that this was going to be a season to rebuild. Uh, I mean, at the start, it was a season to try and try and survive. And, and then it became a season to rebuild. And as as the, the squad improved and the, the positivity spread from Thomas coming in, it, it then turned to, you know, playoffs top six, which I don't think is is over-egging it either. You know, I don't, want, I don't want people to think that if they've got expectations to finish in the top six, I don't want them to think that they're overkilling it because they're not, because on paper that squad is good enough. But something's not clicking and whether it's the nature the squad was put together, whether it's the way we're playing at the moment or it's just a confidence issue, um, regardless, it's, it's all creating one big cocktail and, and it's it's something that's not, it's not helpful. And, and the way we're playing at the moment, as you say, I think I've just surrendered to the fact that it's going to be another season in League One. Um, and it's going to be a big rebuild in the summer. Yeah, I, mean, I did ask Bo after the, the game on Tuesday. Uh, I don't think it's in the clip that I'll play in a minute. But, um, you know, if, if we don't reach the playoffs, I mean, it's important that you, he uses this part of the season, you know, assuming he's still going to be here um, next season, to, to really assess his squad and, and, and work out, you know, what he needs to know. I mean, everyone talks about that power squad back in, was it 2011 when he first came in? Obviously, that difference, as Rick Everett pointed out on Twitter this week, it, it wasn't his squad as such, as in, you know, Powell didn't, wasn't in charge of picking any of those players. He came in um, possibly after the January transfer window. I can't remember exactly, but it certainly wasn't his squad. Whereas you could argue that this is with, with Bo, obviously, uh, there are constraints and all sorts that, that, have, um, that, that have had his hands tied a little bit uh, during the, the assembly of this squad. Um, but you know, it's it's going to be interesting how he uses this time now. If we don't, I mean, he still we still want to do it, of course. But it'll be interesting to see how how he sort of manages the, the squad over the next however many games until the end of the season, sixteen games, and decides what he wants to do with it. And I mean, one of the things he'll want to see within he'll he'll want to see which players can learn how to defend between now and the end of the season. Um, I mean that that first goal for Burton Albion, Tom. Again, it's just a little thing, but it's it's um, Dialang um, Jaisimi just falling asleep at the, the throw-in, not really tracking the the Burton chap on on our on our um, right hand side, I think it was, and, and the cross came over, and then uh, between Purrington and Oshelaja, they seem to be beaten too easily in the air by Fondop as well. So you know, it's another goal that. I mean, every goal, I'm sure you can pick out little things that should have changed. But, I mean, it's another one where there's a couple of big things there that we sh- we really should be doing a bit better. Yeah, if if we concede that off the back of the six-game clean sheet run that we had a little while ago, and that's the first one you concede, you go, well, that's a disappointing goal to concede, but, but move on. But when you're conceding poor goals week in, week out, any goal that you concede, you're going to look for for errors and, and look for issues. Um, so, yeah, it's not the worst goal we've conceded in it in recent weeks but you know that's winning the not a winning a good competition is it so yeah another really disappointing one and and you're right he he has still got a job on his hands because if we assume he is going to be here next season um he needs to use the rest of this season i think firstly he's not going to write off playoffs until it's mathematically impossible and and he shouldn't um but he also has to be realistic and think right if i am looking ahead to next season what am i going to do and I talk a lot about or have done in the last few shows 
the identity. I think although we brought in some good players, and as I've said, the players are good players for this level, I felt we, we had to rush them in because of when Thomas came in and the deadline. And so whilst they're all good players, I don't know necessarily whether they're players that fit to a system. Um, and that's what Powell managed to do all those years ago and what Boya did previously when we were here. We had players that played in a very clear strategy in a clear way. And whilst you know any of those players as individuals are good, I don't think necessarily we've got a system yet that works. And what he needs to do between now and the summer going into next season is work out the sort of football he wants to play uh, and which players still fit that. And if there are players who are good players with a good reputation who don't fit that, then he needs to be brutal and get them out. And hopefully this is the last summer for a while that he needs to have that big clear out because going forwards, we've got an owner who will hopefully back him and allow him to bring players in, in on slightly longer contracts. So, Look, I didn't want a season of transition. Nobody did. It might still not be. We might manage to scrape into those playoffs. But if it is a season of transition, it might not be the end of the world. Um, but as you say, it doesn't matter what season it is. We have to defend better than we have been. And and as I say, that goal wasn't the worst example of it. But whether it's the next 10, 15 games or whether it's the early part of next season, you cannot go into games giving goals away as, as easily as we have. And even that one, as you say, there are only two or three what you might call minor errors between those players, but it's enough for that player to get up far too easily at the back post uh, and score the guy. Had similarities to that Matt Smith last minute at um, Millwall where, you know, Naby Sarr, you know, Naby Sarr put, did some really good things that season. He was a really good defender for us, fell asleep for one minute away at our biggest rivals in the division and, and we lost the game. So it can happen to anybody, but it's happening far too often uh, with this current back four. Mm, the Nabi Sar spirit lives on. Right, let's hear from the addicts boss Lee Bowyer then his reaction uh, to that game uh, against Burton Albion and asked him for his thoughts at full time. Um, disappointed. Disappointed. Uh, could say a lot more than that, but I think that's the best way to put it. What do you say to the to the players after that? Um, I think that's between me and the players. I don't think uh, I should share that with anyone. That's a private conversation. I mean, overall, what would you say you you made of the performance this evening? I thought we started really well. Um, Played a different shape uh, to turn it around in two days, like what we did. We could only work on it yesterday. I thought the players took to it very well. Um, I thought it suited the players that, that started the game. So, but my my. Biggest criticism in that first half was we didn't take our chances. We didn't capitalise on the areas that we was in. Don't know how many times we got in and around their box in the first in the first half, but our quality wasn't good enough in the final third, and final decision making wasn't good enough. So, uh, yeah. Obviously, the second should have had a second goal. 
offside that was onside yet again. But, yeah, disappointing. And obviously, once again, it's a, a disappointing goal to concede in, in, in the first half. Um, you know, falling asleep a little bit at the back has been a bit of a reoccurrence here at the Valley, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it's not good enough, is it? Let's be honest. If uh, if you want to win games, you can't just switch off. Um, don't matter who you're playing against. If you just switch off, then they can they can punish you. And, and that's happened too too much, isn't it? It's happened too much to us this season, especially at home. Another game that we dominated, and we've come away with nothing. So. There's no excuse. I take full responsibility. I'm the one that picks a team. I'm the one that asks them to, to play the way they do. So uh, when things are going well, then I have to I take the praise. And when things ain't going so well, then I take the criticism. All I can do is just keep working hard and trying to get the players to do the right things and play the right way. I think, again tonight, large parts of that, I think that happened. But um, what I can do is try and dust them down. Because it hurts me. It hurts me a lot when, when things like this happen. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try and pick the players up. Also, I have to pick myself up. Because I have expectations. I have um, ambitions. I have standards. And at the moment, the results ain't matching where I want to be and where this club should be. So... At times, we all need picking up, you know. So today, I'll leave the game again. Disappointed again with the result. And, um, and, and figure out a way to win Saturday. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Just for the uh, adverts there, we heard from uh, the Addicts boss, Lee Bo. Yeah, genuinely, I think the, the most upset I've ever heard him. You know, you could hear the frustration. You could hear um, how, how much he's sort of getting to him, um, Lewis. And I mean, that's it. I mean, obviously, obviously he's under pressure. Um, you know, obviously fans, uh, a lot of fans, you know, a lot of fans are called. I mean, again, I don't know percentage-wise, but you, you, you read the message boards and, and and Twitter, and a lot of fans are starting to lose patience. Of course, on the other side, there are fans who are still, you know, want want to give Lee that that summer. Um, you know, when when there's no restraints to 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 see what he can do and work with Thomas and try and recreate that magic that he had, you know, last year. But he. The 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 thing I think that will define him between now and the end of this season is is finding a way to solve a problem to solve some of the problems that we have currently with the current squad because obviously the amount of goals we concede that that can't go on um, and it has gone on for quite a while now so realistically I mean it, it has to improve at least it, you know it could it could be a personnel thing or or who knows but he has to he, he'll he'll be scratching his head trying to work out he how he can get an improvement between now and the end of the season because if there's no improvement then I think then Thomas will will, will find himself asking some some big questions yeah yeah I think you know and I, I do kind of understand where fans are coming from um you know it is it's a results business isn't it and it's difficult um, it's ruth. It's a ruthless business. I mean, I'm I'm personally in in the camp that I think I think Bo deserves the time to to have a proper window uh, with without some kind of restriction or hurdle uh, to deal with because he has had those and when we needed him, he he stuck stuck about. Um, and at the moment, you know, they the the club need us, and sadly, we we can't be in the in the stands to make a huge amount of difference. And I, I genuinely believe that probably would help. Um, you know, as a bit of a confidence thing, you know what it's like at the Valley. You if you if you go behind early, then the, the crowd get behind you and rile them up. And Bo says that that the the fans have been the twelfth man on so many occasions. That promotion winning season, he said the fans were paramount in that. And obviously, we're dealing with that at the moment, not having fans in, but all clubs are. Um, but you know it, it's difficult because you, it's it's easy to forget what what he's done previously when it's so negative at the moment. And I think because the world that we're in at the moment, where you the only distraction you have at the moment from from the pandemic and from maybe being stuck indoors or or being furloughed or not working is watching Charlton on the stream on the Saturday. 
um, and there's nothing else to distract you from the negatives. And at the moment, sadly, you know, uh, probably more people are tuning in at the moment because of the coverage, etc., and not being able to do anything else and get to the valley. And a, a lot more is being picked up. And I, and I do think that ultimately, on the on the face of things, we haven't been good enough this season, and there have been too many mistakes. But I think from my side, I mean, every fan is entitled to their opinion, and I'm not I'm not saying that anyone's right or wrong but I just think that people need to maybe remember what he has done for us in the time that he's been here under the the restraints and everything that he has had to deal with with ESI with Paul Elliott with Roland um and you know I there's no reason why there can't be a, a fairy tale ending of all of this yeah it's, you know maybe this season may be a write off as Tom says it might not be the the worst thing in the world if it is a season to rebuild we've got a summer coming up, you know, after this season, if we're still in League One, which I imagine we will be, to go out there and deal in the market with a an owner that's willing to invest without the constraints of a, of a salary cap. Obviously, we need to stay in the constraints of, of financial fair play, but there'll be players that will move on and there'll be players that come in and it's going to be going to be a big rebuilding job, but there's no reason to say that that's a negative if this season doesn't go how we've planned, you know. Would you rather get promoted in a you know sell out crowds and stuff next season when this when this mess of a pandemic is over with or would you rather go up watching it on your sofa i mean i know either way i'm not complaining if we got promoted but i think there's there's light at the end of the tunnel regardless and although it may be frustrating to watch now i think we need to just bear with it and be patient and you know we've dealt with so many years of turmoil you know one one season you can't you can't expect years of neglect to correct overnight um so that's my view on it. I think that there's a big rebuild on in the summer. And, and in my opinion, my personal view is I, I'd prefer that rebuild to be done under Lee Bowyer. Yeah, right. Twen- uh, plenty of tweets uh, and emails came in uh, to at Charlton Live or uh, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Uh, hi to Jonathan West as well. He sent in, in a tweet from uh, from the Upbeats. Um, uh, Paul Griffiths points out that we were uh, we've been I think fined for uh, failing to control our players for that little scrumash uh, was they got a scrumash at uh, Fleetwood last week it was so it was so minor I forgot it even happened but we got fined like two and a half grand for it so I was surprised by that uh, right Cass uh, says I could accept the defeats just about if we showed more guts and determination unfortunately this team is very unlike what we've come to expect from a Charlton side over the years we have an ability. Uh, but unless uh, the players show that they're up for the fight, uh, we will continue uh, to lose. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair enough. Uh, ben Lewis says, no ideas, no invention. We go long at every opportunity. What happened to the dribbles into the box? The snapshots on the edge. We go 2-1 down and we don't even pepper the bottom side in the league's goals. What's going on? The summer squad revamp uh, is needed. Andy Laparta says, I'm not a fan of sacking Boya. Uh, for reasons already stated, but Saturday and tonight have been unacceptable stuff. The players should be ashamed and admittedly some baffling decisions too. That was nothing short of absolute garbage after the first 20. I guess that is one thing, Tom. Obviously, uh, there is all the focus on the manager Yeah, you know, when, when we go through a run of difficult results, but you know, I mean, the players surely have to take some responsibility as well, especially those individual errors that we've spoken a lot about. Yeah, and I feel we end up saying that every week, you know, and I think Boya referenced it. I don't know if it was after this game or after the weekend, but like he's not going out and telling Jai Simi to lose his man. He's not telling Deji Oshalaja and Ben Perrington not to challenge for headers at the back post. He's not telling, I think it was Adam Matthews the other week, wasn't it, to, to nod it back into the middle of the area and, and Ben Watson to, to lose the ball. 
these these are basic errors and yes he takes a large portion of the blame because things rest with him he sends a team out there and they commit you know football like that there's only much you can say and I think the one would be if you listen to the press conference today he he kept reiterating and I, I think he might have done it on on Tuesday night as well I can't keep saying the same things over and over again and and whilst he's right in that and these errors are things that professional players shouldn't be making it does start to make you wonder well if you are saying the same things over and over again and it's not happening are you the problem you know is that the issue because are the players not listening are they not understanding is there something in there and like Lewis, my, my feeling is no. My feeling is Bowyer is the man and, and deserves, at the very least, a crack at, at next season or the start of next season. But that's that's the thing that's a bit of a concern because, as you say, these are professional footballers, uh, the quality of which I would say is good enough at this level. And yet they're making those basic errors. And yeah, the players have got to look at themselves as well. And, and I think he used the word embarrassed, didn't he, after Tuesday, which... I hadn't heard him use before, certainly this season, and I think that's right. You know, he's he's called the players out, and we've seen when he called individual players out before, we've seen a response. Um, I think that's probably what he's trying to do here because a performance like Tuesday just simply isn't good enough. Yeah, we certainly don't want to see too many more of those. Right, Michael Hudson says, I reckon the fortunes of Charlton have been more to do with the board uh, than the manager. Uh, Robert says, I'm lost for words, really. I still back Boyer, uh, but the players are severely lacking tenacity, endeavour and the will to win. Whatever team he puts out, the players should show nothing short of 100%. He's lucky if they're showing 50 to 60%. He must be privately fuming. Uh, John Stewart says, uh, how many points do we require to retain our our status in this division? Well, let's see. Relegation zone currently 27 points. I imagine, well, it's not, they normally say 50 points, don't they, in the the championship? So in League One, I imagine it's probably quite similar. So we've still got six points to go, John. So uh, hold tight. (laughs) Um, uh, Phil says, a bit confused by Libo's comments on Valley Pass after the game where he stated that Jay... uh, uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank had come in and turned things around. Uh, Bayer said he's tightened up their defence. That's his job. So why isn't Lee Bayer able to do that for us? I'm sure that's a question he's been asking himself uh, over the last few weeks as well. Uh, right, Richard says, Hi guys, it's not just about the final third decision making. The team looks disjointed and disorganised, ever changing team selects and ever changing shape. The team doesn't know uh, that uh, doesn't look like they know what to do and where to do it. The problem is deeper, in my opinion. They just don't know uh, where we go from here. That's from Richard. Cheers, Richard. Phil says, uh, unfortunately, I have no positive thoughts about the way things are going. We continuously concede sloppy goals. Tonight, we switched off and allowed their player to firstly cross the full width of the pitch. Uh, then when they win the result in flow, throw, allow a player to make a run between two of our players and receive uh, in enough row to, to get a, a crossing unchallenged. Uh, then in the second half, we allow their player to run and set himself for the shot unchallenged. Uh, when will Bowyer realise that we need a defensive coach? Yeah, I do wonder if, uh, you know, uh, you know he'll, he'll be wanting to try something to get that defence sorted. Right, Ian uh, says, uh, I'm at a loss as to what happened on Tuesday. Bows seemed to go through every player formation possible and just didn't get a song out of any of them. It must have been hard watching that tonight. I'm the biggest Bowyer fan, I really am. But even now I'm questioning what he's getting out of this group. Just don't know where to go from here. 
Yeah, I mean that that that's it, it's it's the question that unfortunately none of us know the answer to, and it, and it's and it's really difficult. Finally, Troika says hi there. I woke up this morning with tonight's chat on live on my mind. I thought about the hard work that you and your fellow broadcasters uh, have done over the past few years to keep our spirits up. Uh, the last year has been a wonderful effort by you all during lockdown, and both my wife and I appreciate it very well. Thanks very much. Uh, uh, thank you, one and all. We both think that you all need a boost as the current Boya out claques seem to be pulling everyone down. In Boya, we trust is, in my mind, still relevant, uh, even more relevant in this transitional period of the team. I seem to remember that 40 points was the target for staying up in the Premiership. We've got 44 now, so maybe we're safe. I wonder what point tally is for the playoffs, sixth place, how many games we have left to achieve that. Please thank everyone from both of us. Uh, Come on, your heads. Uh, Positivity breeds positivity actions they used to tell me so let's uh, well yeah let's hope a, a bit of positivity can be bred as i said I, I reckon i mean you're looking at upper 70s probably for playoffs and and you know it's, it's, it's going to be a tough ask unfortunately from from here on in but you know so i'm sure stranger things uh have happened right let's hear from Bayer one more time there was an interesting uh question in in press day today obviously you know with, with the negative run that we're on at the moment uh, you know, Boya does 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 call the players out and criticizes them. Uh, but at the same time, I guess he has to find that right balance between criticizing them uh, and keeping the players' heads up. So he was asked today, um, you know, how 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 can he find that balance between you know trying to g them up, but also making sure that they can learn from their mistakes. Firstly, they need to see the mistakes because if they don't see them, then they don't learn. And to get that balance. As a professional footballer, and I've been one of them, to get that balance, sometimes as a professional footballer, you have to take responsibility. And when the manager or a coach is passing on information to you, like we're going to do again today, you're going to pass on information. And then you have to take that. Whether it's positive or negative, you can't just be a player and just except, oh, yeah, I'm doing well. I don't know. Chuck's coming off the bench, scoring, scoring, scoring. Oh, great. Oh, but Chuck, you've also done this wrong. Oh, what, you can't take that criticism. Of course you can. Look at me. I've had praise, 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 praise. And now results ain't going away. Negative, negative, negative. Okay, fine. It's down to me to make that right. And, And the players are the same. So if you can't handle criticism... Sorry, you're in the wrong game. If you want to take the praise, you must be able to take the criticism. And I praise all the players when they do well. I also criticise them when they don't do well because you have to learn. There's a balance. And today will be one of them moments where they will see a video and it won't be pretty, some of it. But... There's also going to be parts on the video that are pretty. And to remind them, look, this is what you're capable of. Just stop this rubbishness, this stupidness, and then things will be good. So players have to be mentally strong as well. It's not all negative. We don't just show them negative, negative, negative. We show them positive as well. Because if not... Then, especially today's day, like everyone just going home and sitting in their house and just dwelling on negativity. I don't do that. I tell them that they're great as well. Maybe too much. Maybe I tell them they're too good. 
too much. And then maybe that's why they get slack. I don't know. But I try to find the right balance. And um, so, yeah. And then it comes down to the, the, the person or the players as individuals and whether they can handle that. And they should be able to, because if they can't, it's a tough career if you can't handle it. Yeah, interesting that from from Bowyer there, Lewis. I, get, I, get, I mean, you really do have to find that right balance. And it is... It is so tempting to be just be completely negative at the moment because we are making these mistakes and we are, you know, conceding sloppy goals over and over and over again. But at the same time, you know, as Bo said there, if they're just constantly getting hammered, when at the same time they are doing some things right, you know, creating some chances, obviously that's dried up a bit in the last two games, they're just going to go home with a bit of a bee in their bonnet having been slagged off again. So it's a balance he has to find. And I guess maybe, I wonder if it's one that as fans we have to think about as well. I mean, we can't affect the players as much as we want to, of course, because we're not there in person in terms of a crowd. But I guess they're more than likely to read some of the stuff they see on social media. And if it's a constant hammering, then that probably doesn't help. No, no, I don't think it does. And, And as you say, we can't do our bit in the stands at the moment. So we kind of need to do what we can um, from our sofas. You know, we can't, it is really difficult because I do think we are a a very sort of supporter reactive team. Like, like I said before, uh, the club, well, the players that we've had over the over the last couple of seasons have responded well to, to the support at the Valley. And since Bowie has come in, especially the, the atmosphere, even in the toughest of times has been really, really good at home, especially and we can't we can't make that effect at the moment and that will definitely be playing on the players minds and also you know the fact that we're in this in this slump is you know ev- everyone can see it and if we can see it the players can see it and the players want they they're living it day by day you know they're in training trying to work out the kinks they're probably working really hard in training going through different routines trying to iron out the creases to certain defensive areas and then when the weekend comes around they might make a different one you know they'll be thinking that they're not getting the the rub of the green or things aren't going their way. Um, and and Bo's right, you know, you do have to strike that balance. We've got, you know, we've had a lot of chopping and changing in the side over the season, which some has been forced and, and some of it has probably been a little bit criticised, but you can't really blame Bo for changing it at the moment because we're not getting the results. So he's obviously trying to, he doesn't know his strongest 11 because I don't think we, we particularly have that strong of an 11 at the moment, the way we're playing. So he's obviously trying to make the changes that that are required to try and grind out results, and it's not happening at the moment. So, yeah, I, you, you're bang on with with the confidence thing, and players will read it on social media. And, you know, um, Kyle's podcast, the Wellballing podcast, uh, the episode with Tom Lockyer this week, with the the comments he made about social media being poisonous and coming off of it, you know, as a professional footballer, that you know that hits home, and that's just one player in in Tom Lockyer. You don't know what's happening with the guys you know, at our club at the moment. And some of those players have been through the term, the turmoil with us over the last couple of seasons, you know, probably not knowing if they're getting paid, etc. And they've stuck by it, the likes of Jake Paul, Stokaski, etc., who have who have stayed when we needed them. And, and if they're getting peppered on social media now, it's not going to help them. So it's it's difficult because obviously for us, it's frustrating at home. We can't be there. and And that in itself is a challenge for us because I'm sure a lot of people, despite how we're playing at the moment, would rather be uh, at the valley this Saturday, trying to cheer him on to get them get them through and get a result, but we can't be, and that that's a frustration for us. And I think that frustration 
comes onto the support and then leaks onto social media. And, and sadly, the people that are taking the brunt of that are going to be the players and are going to be Lee Bowyer because they're the people that are putting in the performances on the you know on the Saturdays and Tuesdays that are giving everyone the hump effectively. So, yeah, I think we can't affect it. All we can do is try and be as positive as possible on social media. You know, don't don't go on there and tag players and slate them purposefully because they're all human beings you know if you wouldn't like it if it was happening to you so don't do it to somebody else and you know that that's the position we're in at the moment we're, we're a confidence football club have been for a long time and we rely massively on fans and they can't be there so let's let's do what we can uh from our homes to try and get us out of the slump Mm, certainly right quick break then we when we come back we'll start to look ahead properly to the home game uh, with Blackpool on Saturday so we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow and you look at me and I understand yeah it's a look I used to know good ball out here on the right hand side of Smith Smith ball into the box for Anika Superb goal by Joan. Brilliantly worked on this right hand side. Smith with the cross. And Aniko's on hand to bury his header. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to the final part of uh, this week's Charlton Live, the big match preview. Thank you for, for listening uh, all the way so far. Don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday to the back of the Blackpool game. So if you want to have your say on uh, on, on the performance, uh, you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk, uh, or you can tweet us at Charlton Live. We'll get through as, as many as we can on, on Saturday. If we win, there'll be fewer. So um, uh, if we lose, everyone will be queuing up. But that's, that's just the way it is, unfortunately. People lo- uh, need to vent a, a little bit at the moment. Uh, and I'm hoping, Tom, that they won't want to after Saturday. I'm hoping that this will be the game, as, as we said earlier, will be the start of the run. Uh, what, what needs to change for that to happen? And, and try and keep within 10 minutes here because cause we're coming towards the end. Yeah, well, there's there's only one thing. We need to stop being so leaky at the back. I don't think we're bad going forwards. I know we didn't maybe take as many chances at the weekend as, as Boya would have liked. But we, we've scored a lot of goals on the whole. Um, and I... Well, I can't remember the last time we didn't score a goal in a game. Um, certainly, it's been a little while in a league game. So, yeah, I, I don't think the problem is up at that end of the pitch other than take more chances. But it, it's the other end. It's the defensive side of things. Um, and if we improve that, it sounds stupid and it sounds easy, but we improve that and we win the majority of the games we've played this season. So, yeah, I, I don't think... Look, if we get a win, I don't think it's going to change my opinion. And there might be a lot of people that it doesn't. But even if we accept we're not going up, you still want to have something to to look for as a positive, uh, you know, at the end of the weekend. Um, and so, yeah, if nothing else, a win will just, as Lewis said, breed a bit of sort of positivity amongst the fan base because we need that at the moment. And, and everyone's a bit despondent um, with everything that's going on. But the the chart results are kind of adding to that because you, you look forward to it at the weekend. So, yeah, shoring up the defence is the big thing. Um, and whether he chooses to put personnel... I think he said Famwo's coming back again, didn't he? And whilst I think that's a positive thing, it does then mean that once again the defence is going to change, which is something I've said for I don't know how many weeks now about particularly in the back four you need that consistency to build the partnerships and we're not going to have that um and I get why he's doing it I do the protection of the players particularly those who've been injured but 
it is a concern that once again that's going to get changed around but um yeah sort the defense out and we win on on saturday no problem yeah, well, you mentioned Akin coming back in, and it does sound like Bo. Well, it's, it's certainly be fit enough to start. Bo didn't give much away in terms of a uh, team news. He just said yes when when asked if he was uh, available Saturday. Um, I mean, the left back situation that's been chopped and changed a few times recently. I think Martin, you know, has probably needed a rest, and then Perrington's come in and done okay in stages, but he's also part part of some of these mistakes we've seen for for some of the goals uh, recently. Gunter's been missing, wasn't he, on on Tuesday? Um, I don't, I don't know if he'll be fit enough to to come back into the side yet, or if he was just being rested. Um, but you know, other, other than Akin coming back in, you, 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 there will be a, a temptation to chop and change there. Particularly the left back one, I think is is probably a position that Lee can't quite decide who he wants to stick in there at the moment, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I I think it's a difficult one to call because I think Matson gives us that that bit more going forward, but. I've been impressed with some of Perrington's displays of late. I thought he had a fairly decent game on Tuesday night. Um, but also, you know, the, the defence ultimately is our weak link at the moment. And uh, if we can't defend, then we need to score. And and sadly, I, th- I, I do think that we we have to kind of, at the moment, just try and outscore the opposition because we, we kind of sort of resign ourselves to the fact that we're going to concede. So... I think I'd, I'd probably go with Matson on um, on Saturday, just because I think he gives us a little bit more going forward. I thought Miller had a fairly um, sort of anonymous game on on Tuesday. I didn't see a huge amount of him. I think it's the first time I've seen him sort of like slump shoulders and and a little bit fed up. Um, so you know maybe you do need someone that could work with him on an overlap and be a bit more attacking down the left hand side. Um, yeah, I didn't know where Gunter was, um, but I'd imagine if he was fit, he'd come in over Matthews. Cause I think Matthews hasn't had the greatest couple of games, if I'm honest, at, at the right. So that's another change there if Gunter's fit. And obviously, if Akin's coming back in, you're assuming do you take do you take Piercy out or do you line up with a five and and have Piercy, Deji, and Akin in there together? Um, you know, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he did go for five at the back because. Ultimately, at home at the moment, we're struggling so much. And you'd think normally you'd, your home fixtures would be where you try and go a little bit more sort of out there and attacking. But at the moment, I think that, that first home win and, and maybe a home clean sheet that we can get, you know, after such a long time would do us the world of good. So I wouldn't be surprised if we did kind of play that little bit more defensive um, and line up as a five at the back and, you know, try and try and nick something on the counter. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> but, um, who, who knows? Yeah, it'd be interesting who to see knows? how we line up, especially defensively, because ultimately, at the moment, whatever change he makes, yeah, exactly. Excellent stuff, right? Um, yeah, Tom, uh, striker-wise, I mean, again, Chucks didn't do a great deal when he came on Tuesday, but you, you wonder if he started Ronnie Ronnie's performance for you on on, on Tuesday again when he um when he came on. I mean, starting to uh. You know, he must be he must be starved of of, of service, and and that's probably probably starting to get to him a little bit now. Yeah, I don't know if it's fair to well, I don't know if it's fair to comment on his performance because he barely touched the ball, if at all. But also, I think that that in itself is worthy of of discussion. I think when I remember when he signed, and there was kind of mass excitement and a, a little bit of hysteria on social media, and I remember coming on the show and. And saying, I don't expect him to to hit the ground running because he's come from another league that you know is a step down. I I would say, um, 
certainly maybe similar level, but hasn't played in England before um, and hadn't played a lot of football for a long time. So I think if we were expecting him to, to hit the ground running, that was slightly naive. I also think that, again, it goes back to the identity point. He is a player that feeds off balls, drop-downs, knock-downs in the box. You look at the finish he had passed into him across the six-yard box and he, and he stuck it home. That's not the sort of way we're playing at the moment. When we are having the likes of Jayasimi and Miller on there, it's about them getting balls in from deep for, for Jaden Stockley. And he's obviously proving what he can do with those sort of those sort of crosses. So if we're going to go with Schwartz next year, and obviously Ronnie, uh, sorry, Stockley, we think is going to go back and, unless we find a way to get him on a permanent, we're going to have to change the way we play football. Um, and obviously Jayasimi is still going to be here, but he's a tricky winger that can get to the byline and can pull the ball back. So we have players that can do it. Shinny loves a pass through the middle. Jake Forstakowski, very good at a pass like that. Albie Morgan, good like that. So we've, we can play to Ronnie's strengths. We're just not really doing it at the moment because he tends to come on when we're behind. And as I said earlier, we, we end up lumping it long looking for Stockley. So yeah, I feel look, he hasn't, anything particularly special so far other than that one goal but I also feel it's a bit harsh because I don't think he's had his opportunities yet um, and he might be another one that maybe even the end of the season is too early to judge which I know some people will think he should have done something by then but I think we need to be patient with him we've signed him on a deal He's we think he's probably going to still be here so yeah I'm interested to see how he develops but he certainly hasn't pulled up too many trees so far Mm, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see. I, mean, I, I imagine Chooks would be starting alongside Jaden uh, on, on Saturday, but I'm sure we'll see uh, as we go into it. Sh- we should speak a little bit about Blackpool. They've had a, a resurgence of, of late, winning uh, four of their last five games, including a very impressive 1 0 win at Portsmouth uh, last week. Uh, not conceding uh, too many goals at the moment. In fact, all of those wins have come to nil. The only game. Uh, where they've uh, conceded was that the 2-0 loss at Ipswich, the, the only loss in that uh, five games. Uh, so they're doing well. They're, they are sitting down in 14th, but that's only four points behind us. So they'll be, you know, they'll probably be more confident of getting in the playoffs than we are because they've played four games fewer than us. It's crazy, isn't it, really? But uh, yeah, a side, a side that's had a bit of resurgence. It was quite an even game, wasn't it, up, up at their place, Lewis? You read red cards early on for them and then Parrington was sent off. So, I mean, they're, they're certainly going to be a, a tough test for us in, in, in the form they're in. We compare it to the form that we're in. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a it's a pretty rubbish time to be playing them, to be honest, because they're, as you say, four of their last five, they've won decent result against Pompey last weekend at Pompey as well. Coming to us, who are in a in a real dip at the moment, especially at home. So, yeah, it is going to be tough. I mean, I, I sort of had at the start of the season, I thought Blackpool would be a bit further up than they are, to be honest. But as you say, only four points behind us. They've played four games less as well, so there's not there's not a huge amount in it. I think it'll be a fairly tight contest. I'd always give us the advantage at home, but maybe maybe not this season. But um, yeah, it's going to be a tough, a really tough contest. They've got some decent players in there. Um, and as you say, off the back of some decent results as well. I mean, beating, beating Pompey 1-0 at their place is no is no easy feat. So yeah, it's gonna be a tough call for us, especially um yeah, especially given the form that we're in. But you know, fingers crossed we need a reaction and we need it at some point. So why not Saturday? 
Mm, yeah, fingers crossed indeed. Right, we've run out of time on this week's uh, Big Match Preview. Thanks to all of you uh, who have listened to the show. So don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday, as I said, to look back at that game uh, against Blackpool and ahead to another fixture next Tuesday away at Wigan. Disappointment every three or four days, aren't we lucky? Right, thanks to Tom and to Lewis for joining me on this week's show. Cheers, mate. So I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks very much for listening all the way to the end. As I said, don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday. We look forward to speaking to you then. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started